0: This is one kiss kiss means forever, forever. and this is a special edition of our podcast. Ha ha ha! So, um, this is the podcast where we find the middle ground between what is fabulous and what is absolutely horrible about made-for-TV romances. I think this still is considered a romance. Yes. Um, this is a little bit different of than our normal. uh,
1: uh, milieu. <laughs> Which is why this is a very special episode. Yes,
0: a special, special <laughs> bonus episode for y'all. Yay! I don't know, I've been saying y'all a lot. I am, like, a hardcore New Englander, so, like, what is happening to me? Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a good word. It's all-encompassing. It is all-encompassing. So, Katie... What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Descendants 3. (laughs) Uh, This is the third installment of a Disney movie um, that we absolutely love. Uh, We will get straight into it. So, Descendants 3, this is what the Disney Channel website uh, says about this movie. The saga of good versus evil continues as the VKs, Mal, Evie, Carlos and Jay return to the Isle of the Lost to recruit a new batch of villainous offspring to join them at Auradon Prep. When a barrier breach jeopardizes the safety of Auradon during their departure off the Isle, Mal resolves to permanently close the barrier, fearing that Uma and Hades will wreak vengeance on the kingdom. Despite her decision, a dark force threatens the people of Auradon, and it's up to Mal and the VKs to save everyone in their most epic battle yet. (laughs) So, as Descendants
0: 3 is the third installment of this luscious franchise, um, let's give you a little bit of background on the story. Uh, This Descendants series follows the journey of four villain kids, or VKs for short, who are, you guessed it, uh, the children of our favorite Disney villains. There's Mal, portrayed by Dove Cameron, who is the daughter of Maleficent. Evie is the daughter of Snow White's Evil Queen. Carlos is Cruella de Vil's son. And Jay, who is the son of Jafar. So the first two Descendant films uh, tell the tale of how Mal and the gang journey to Auradon Prep. um, And At first to just mess some shit up um, and then realize that like, oh, actually, we don't hate these Disney prince and princess and hero and heroine offspring. Um, And they discover that they are not as rotten to the core, core,
1: uh, as they thought. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Um, so, Mal falls in love with Ben, who is the son of Belle and the Beast, and he is poised to become king of Ordon at the ripe old age of 16. Um, so... Uh, And also to clarify, the kingdom of Auradon is Auradon Prep. It's pretty much just a high school. (laughs) So Ben is more like class president than king, but whatever. Uh, Mal and Ben are deeply in love, of course, but as much as Mal loves Ben and her lush life at Auradon, she still feels pulled to make life better for all the innocent VKs still living in really terrible poverty-stricken conditions on the Isle of the Lost. The gang hopes for a time when all the kids on the Isle can come to Auradon for a better life. Uh,
0: So Descendants 3 picks up with Mal and her three VK friends taking a trip through the magical barrier that separates Auradon from the um, Lost Isle, uh, which keeps all the villains there, to announce that they will be sponsoring four more VKs to come to the other side. They invite Dizzy, Lady Tremaine's granddaughter, who we can assume is either uh, Anastasia or Drizella's, I think Drizella's, Drizella, yeah. child, um, Smee's twin sons, and Celia, the daughter of Dr. Facilier, who is the villain from *Princess of the Frog, if any of you have not seen that one, because that's the one that you may not have seen. It's new. Yeah, ish. ish. Um, And as they leave back through the magical barrier, um, the former god Hades, from Hercules, attempts to get through the barrier. Mal transforms herself into a dragon. Yep, she can do that. (laughs) And barely keeps him at bay, but is able to knock him back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So upon their return, in front of the whole kingdom, Ben proposes marriage to Mal. She says yes, of course, and everyone in the kingdom is delighted that Mal will soon be their queen. Except for Audrey, who is Sleeping Beauty's daughter. Uh, Ben and Audrey were a thing in movie number one before Mal came around, and Audrey is still pissed that her mother's villain's daughter stole her man. So poetic. Uh, Audrey decides that being good is for suckers, so she goes to the Oridon archives and filches Maleficent's magic scepter and steals the Queen of Oridon crown for her own.
0: When the royal family hear that the crown and the scepter were stolen, they fear that this could only be the work of a villain, specifically Uma, who is the daughter of Ursula from The Little Mermaid, who is also a octopus, um, who was uh, the big bad in movie number two. Um, between Uma, Hades, and all the other villains that could possibly threaten Auradon, Mal is convinced that the magic barrier must be destroyed for the kingdom's safety and all the villains and villain kids stuck on the island forever with no hope for a brighter future. King Ben hates the solution, but Mal is kind of resolute about it, and she doesn't tell Evie, Jay, or Carlos that it's her plan to do this, Um but when they hear about the plan, they just assume that she is against it. Yes.
1: Meanwhile, Audrey is fucking some shit up. Um, so she's using Maleficent's scepter um, to just wreak havoc. She places half of the kingdom under a sleeping spell. Oh, <laughs> more poetry. Um, and she turns the other uh, some others into stone. Mal's magic powers are not strong enough on her own to undo the scepter spell, and she reveals that the only thing that can undo this curse is this magic ember that belongs to Hades. So the VKs cross the barrier back to the Lost Isle to attempt to steal the ember, and then it is revealed that Hades is, in fact, Mal's father. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Yeah, my notes say, Mal, I am your father, even <laughs> though she already knew. <laughs>
1: Yes. So Hades is played by Broadway hottie Cheyenne Jackson, big fan. So there's this epic song at this point, which is a father-daughter power ballad about her abandonment issues. Uh, The song moves Hades somehow, and he agrees to give the ember to Mal, warning her that it won't work as well for her as it does for him, and, like a gremlin, don't get it wet. So,
0: as they cross the barrier to go back to Aradon Prep, they run into Uma and her VK private lackeys, uh, one of whom is Captain Hook's son, and he is quite attractive. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wears eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, and he also has an English accent, and I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> um, So Uma intercepts the ember, telling Mal that she will only give it back when she can promise VKs can come and go from the island as they choose, Um, which Mal does because she's lying her ass off at this point. Um, And they all go off to Aron together to try and defeat
1: Audrey. Uh, the next several scenes are a whirlwind of auto-tune and spell-breaking. They defeat an army of dancing suits of armor. Evie kisses Dopey the Dwarf's son, Doug, her true love, as she attempts to awaken him from the sleep spell with a very appropriate song for this podcast Yep, yep, called One Kiss. <laughs> one
0: kiss, one kiss.
1: We'll play that a little for you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this this one kiss works because one kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. So, um, during this time, Ben was also turned into a beast at one point, but then they they spray him with a super soaker full of enchanted lake water, and then he turns back into a human, but it leaves him with a really sexy beard. So
0: yeah, um,
1: there's that. <laughs> yeah, like
0: I, while watching it, both of us were basically like. Oh, wow. He just went from like class president to like yeah, I'd fuck that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Even when Mal sees it, she's like, oh no, 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 keep this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm into it.
0: I'm into that.
1: Mm, sexual yeah. Disney stars. Yeah.
0: No, she wasn't into his teeth. Because he still has point he has uh, his canines are Canine. bigger. That's
1: true. <laughs> Pointed teeth. Um, uh, and the, the big thing that comes out of this is that Uma and Mal realize that with their magic powers combined, they actually make a really, really good team. They're able to do a lot with their, their powers together. So Uma now trusts Mal enough and gives her back the ember. Yes.
0: Uh, so when Ben asks how Uma joined the crew, Evie mentions that Mal promised to open the barrier for the VKs. And this is when Mal has to admit that she was lying and is like, hey, JK, it was my idea to close the barrier forever and strand everybody on the Isle of the Lost there till the end of time. Um, So Uma splits because she's real pissed and everyone is really upset. Um, And Uma also throws the ember into some water. Yeah. So it is like, it's sort of like if you threw an electronic in water, it's like sputtering. Yeah. They can't actually be that mad about anything because they have to go deal with Audrey. Um, Except her spell catches up with them and they all get turned to (laughs) stone. Except for Mal. So it's Mal against Audrey. And Mal gets to sing a ballad about needing to be a better person. Um, And then she sees that Audrey has taken... Uh, little Celia hostage so Mal turns herself into a dragon to battle Audrey Um, but the ember isn't working right and so Uma sees that Mal is trying Um, so she helps her with her power and they restore the ember and defeat Audrey. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> if that fell fast it kind of was but yeah.
1: it's okay so finally at Ben and Mal's engagement party Mal realizes that she would really suck as a queen if she neglected her own people so she proclaims that the barrier should be destroyed, so that all Oridonians and villains alike can come and go as equals. The four VKs get together, and with a swish of a wand and a bibbity bobbity boo, they tear down that wall because One, one swish, swish means, means forever, forever. <laughs> They sing and dance over the bridge between the two lands in an epic final number. The, the end. end Um
0: But what's – it's baffling that they don't address the initial issues about why they were locked in there in the first place.
1: Yeah, at least not in this one because the whole point of having the VKs come back to – would be like do this kind of sponsorship program is they're like they should not – the sins of the father and all. They should not be responsible for their parents being shitheads. So they were trying to do this. But, you know, I think everyone's learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. Yeah, friendship and acceptance. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I mean this is a ridiculous movie. It's so much fun. Um, they they're ridiculous in that like one of them is this mon- this monarchy is bonkers. <laughs> like, like I still don't get it because he gets to be king at like sixteen or eighteen. I don't remember something something. Um, but it, like it. Belle and the Beast are alive and well. Oh, yeah. And like, what are great. they doing?
1: Well, I think Belle is just doing Pilates because she looks great. <laughs> <laughs> and the Beast is a racquetball? I have no uh, idea.
0: It's so, it's so confusing. It's like, so your child, who is still essentially in high school, like, now gets to do your job and you get to retire at
1: 40? Mm-hmm. Like, what? It's a good life. It's a Disney life. Well, uh, One thing that I absolutely love about this particular franchise is that the songs and the dancing are hilariously fun and a little upsetting because most Disney kids can actually sing and dance really well. They can all dance really well. Their
0: their dancing is on point.
1: Like, they're dancing really well. Well, right. But with their singing and stuff, they... Auto tune them within an inch of their life, and it's really sad because they're better than that. that. They are, they are better than that, and especially the fact when they they get Broadway performers. Like, so in Descendants One, Maleficent is played by Kristen Chenoweth, yeah, who is a star. Um, and I'm really happy that they brought Cheyenne Jackson in to play.
0: (laughs) I just there's a my brain. Like sort of malfunctions a little bit when you try to tell me that Kristen Chenoweth and Haiti uh-huh. and, and Cheyenne Jackson had a baby, like no way, no. Mm-mm. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Um, um yeah. Uh, I do think there. One thing that we should discuss. Is there's a weird racial component with this movie that was like. Sure awkward, and I I don't even know how to go into it, but I think it should just be addressed.
1: (laughs) Do you, all right, so it is obvious that the way that the villains are, for the VKs, are kind of treated, that there's the underlying um, racial undertones. There,
0: There are racial undertones of, like, I'm trying to remember exactly when I was, like, thinking about this in the best part of the Uh, where I was like oh weird like now I'm really seeing it um I feel like it was towards the end I don't know it just like felt
1: really it was there and now I'm forgetting what it was yeah no but there's definitely like a there's there's definitely a Auradon is 1%, definitely, like, white, bright, shiny, educated. Yeah. There was a moment with um, with Dizzy and Celia where they're eating birthday cake. And they're like, wow, there's no dust on it. There's no dirt on it. And there's no, like, grossness. This is delicious. And yeah. we're like, oh, poverty. <laughs> yeah. it's really sad. Yeah. Like, like
0: there, it's, it's – yeah, like – The isle of the lost is the slums and they don't have anything and like they they get really um excited about like berries and (laughs) like fresh
1: food yeah like yeah the ordonians have organic whereas the vks have like probably like Package food or protein bars. Yeah. Not yeah. protein bars. What am I thinking? Protein blocks from yeah. Snowpiercer. Yes. Yes.
0: Whatever. Um, Speaking – I'm just going to jump into something completely different, but it just made me think of it. I passed a guy on the street yesterday who was wearing a shirt that said, eat pussy. It's organic. And I cannot tell you how much time I've spent thinking about that because all I can think of is like, if you wash it, is it organic? <laughs> Like, is, is that called putting chemicals on it? Do you still get to? <laughs> if you use all natural shampoo
1: or soap, rather.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, like, it's like they, they're they definitely not all. Like, waxing has got to make that not okay, well, right? I,
1: I feel like <laughs> the definition of it being organic is how it is grown. And I was grown organically. But then what about a test tube baby? Then, no. <laughs> <laughs> biggest question is is it vegetarian I don't know <laughs> is it vegan do vegans swallow well, nothing is die but it is an animal by <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go find some vegans <laughs> I have a few friends um, I don't have too much in the way of segments again this is a very special episode yeah me either better. But I have a couple, um, uh, I guess, some things that okay. I could talk about. Go for it. Um, I did uh, a pretty parade mm-hmm. because there's an abundance of twinkly things and cool costumes and a sh- chandelier, of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was all like, every single one of these movies, like the, the costumes are choices they've made. I. Eye- appreciate those choices. I don't always like the choices but I appreciate them. Yeah. And what I mean by that is each person stays within their color scheme. It's true. It's very like high school costuming. (laughs) Yeah. Like Mal is always in purple. Her costumes are always purple related. Mm -hmm. Um, Evie's are always dark blue related. Carlos's are all always like white red and black <laughs> like just like Cruella de yeah like they just follow I mean there's something to be said about these children are supposed to make like, the sins of the father and all of that stuff but also like have no individuality away apart from their parents
1: <laughs> well the poison apple doesn't fall
0: far from the tree <laughs> no no they just like whether they're nice or not Though, Also, the villains that do show up in this movie are like weirdly nice sometimes. Like, like I'm sorry, Kathy and Jimmy's evil queen is basically um, from part one. Yes, she's only in part one, but she might as well be. Um, why am I forgetting her name? It's Winnie, Sarah. What's the third? What is Kathy and Jimmy's name? Mary. Mary. She might as well be Mary from uh focus focus, focus. focus. <laughs> wow brain um but like she might as well be the evil queen as or mary as the evil queen like there's she's just as bumbling And I, I was really I loved that actually <laughs> I I really enjoyed that as well but like she I like when you think about like the evilness of the evil queen in Disney Snow White it is not a bumbling evil it is a evil evil
1: no but one of the fun things about descendants is the fact that we get to look at these villains in a way that we're not used to looking at them
0: yeah no I mean I think it I think it's fun also I mean if we're gonna nitpick I, I guess Jafar is alive at the end of Aladdin Cruella de Vil it's unclear to me if she's alive at the end of 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. Maleficent and the Evil Queen
1: are dead yeah (laughs) it's funny because I had I did have that thought because um, the pirate lackeys of Uma so one is Captain Hook's kid like we talked about and the other one I think I thought at first I thought that was the son of Gaston but then I but I actually think it's the son of LeFou um, and I didn't research to see who it was but my first thought was it can't be the son of Gaston, Gaston died and then I went wait a minute (laughs) Wait,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that it has not precluded anything before. No,
1: no, you're right, Ursula. Like unless she right. got busy before she right. died. But,
0: but the thing is, like, right, like if you make the argument that like they had these kids before they died in their plots, like okay, except for the fact that like Maleficent and the Evil Queen are in the first movie. That's
1: why. So I think they it's
0: fun. like. What they faked? De- they they faked their deaths. What
1: happened? They're I don't smart know. enough to do that, <laughs> I think. They've got great musical numbers. Yes. Also,
0: I don't know that we've really touched on the fact that this is
1: a full-on
0: musical. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like full-on musical.
1: That we've talked about the singing and the dancing well, yeah, and a tune. Yeah. Which is great. Oh, and they have. Uh, Big chorus numbers and lots of oh they I was just thinking about the last number where they have um like the big dragon like it's the Chinese New Year but it's maleficent's dragon. It's so weird. It's so
0: fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. I agree, but also just crazy. Um, also, it's, it seems very important that like children reconcile within their like stories like, like with with Dopey's son with Doug and Evie oh right you know like Audrey and Mal have to become like friends and um like uh Carlos has to love dogs <laughs> and his best friend is a talking dog
1: yes <laughs> His uh, Cruella brought him up to think dogs were mean and terrible, and so his like thing in the first movie, um, he was afraid of dogs. But then he meets this one dog, and he's like the cutest. Yeah, he loves dogs. He now. loves dogs now.
0: Um, also, there's a shocking number of single parents in these movies. Did you notice that? Where like, why is that shocking? There are single parents all over Disneydom. Well, it's it's not so much that it's shocking that there is only one parent. It's shocking that it seems like. The other, the second parent has never existed.
1: Like fairy godmother? Yeah,
0: like, like fairy godmother. Like, I don't think her daughter has a father.
1: Well, she has a magic wand. You do the math. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Oh, God. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) Is she then organic? (laughs) She would be a test wand baby. Oh, God. Oh, God. uh... I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) But, like, I mean, the original four VKs, until this movie, there was only one parent. And there's no mention of, like, a potential, like, when did they meet the – Yeah. Like, especially for somebody like Jay, who, like, he's being raised by his father. So – how did, how did Jafar
1: get a baby? <laughs> he rubbed his own lamp and wished, wished for a son. But I know I, I totally hear what you're saying. I do believe we are overthinking slightly because <laughs> it's, li- it's like it's like yeah yeah you cannot think. Uh, one very reason hard. why Descendants Three pit- fits into our like mold so much not only is it a TV romance but it's also you must suspend all disbelief in order to go along for the ride because it doesn't make sense. It will never make sense. It is ridiculous, but we love it anyway. Yeah, that's true. We love it anyway. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about this particular movie is that it was legitimately funny. Like I think I laughed out loud, not ironically, a couple of times, um, especially with. I don't. I can't remember about the the last couple ones, but this one had a lot of Disney inside baseball jokes. Like especially with like the lines, like um. So for those of you who know Princess and the Frog, if you know Dr. Facilier, his his Evil song is called Friends on the Other Side. And um, when Celia and Mal go back to the Isle of the Lost to get Hades Ember, uh, they visit Dr. Facilier and he was all like, How did you get over here? Whatever, this thing happened. And she goes, Dad, I got friends on the other side. (laughs) And I'm like, Yes. Yeah. It was almost like they got some super Disney fans to actually write this script. All right. I think um, let's finish up with. Hannah, would you watch this?
0: I think if you have invested and watched one and two, you absolutely must watch this movie. I think if you are like, I don't know, I'm not a Disney person. Like, I feel like you want to be a Disney person because then – like, it's just not as fun as if, if you're not a Disney person. And I think you do need to watch one and two before you get to three. Like, I think you need to watch them in order. Yeah. Um. So, yes, with an asterisk. Okay.
1: I'm going to tell you a little story about um, this. Well, first and foremost, blanket an- answer is I almost watched this when you left. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun. <laughs> it's just a good time, <laughs> so the first time I saw the with fir- descendants was, um I was home one day and I had just moved in with my boyfriend who has cable, and I'm like, you know, I know this is on demand, I'm gonna watch it. So I watched it one morning and then I had a friend coming to stay with me for the weekend, but later that day and we're or, or like the next day, and we're watching we're trying to figure out what movie to watch, and I'm like, do you know what you should watch? <laughs> disney and she's like i tolerate it yeah i guess so i like it i like it just fine i'm like maybe we need to watch this movie so i watched it again within a 24-hour period um and i I texted this friend just the other day going i just want you to know that the third uh movie for the descendants is coming out she goes i fully intend that you should invite me over (laughs) and she is not the kind of person that you would think would ever go for something like this. So I think you don't have to just be a Disney person. You just need to know how to have fun and just be like, oh my God, what is this? Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. You have to
0: just decide that you're going to buy into all of it because it is crazy.
1: It's bright and shiny and (laughs) sparkly and stupid and like it hits all – I'm such a Disney kid that it's just so fun.
0: I mean – When my sister first told me about the first one, she was, like, trying to explain it, and it was, like, and it was also, I think it came out right around that time that George Clooney Descendants came out, (laughs) and it was very confusing, (laughs) which is, like, not at all this movie, and I was, like, what are you talking about? That movie had George Clooney in it, and it was Hawaii, and what? And she was, like, no, 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 and we somehow found it, and then I was, like, watching it, and I was, like, oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know what, I feel like I've been indoctrinated in some, like, weird cult thing, and now, yeah, of course I've seen them all.
1: Yes. It's that thing where you sit and you go, people made this? (laughs) Yes. Uh, What? (laughs) What? <laughs> and you just you i i don't know about you and maybe it's just maybe it's just like all of the stupid like bad movie watching parties we've gone to in our lives but whenever i see something like descendants hits all of those buttons where you just sit on your couch with like sick glee about how crazy fun and like why is just the best. It's so good. It is really fun. Just watch it, guys. I promise. I promise you'll either love it or you'll hate it, but you probably will love it and then hate yourself. And be,
0: like, a little bit concerned about why you loved it as much as you did, but
1: it's magic. Katie it's magic. doesn't
0: agree with me. Okay.
1: Oh, well... Full disclosure. <laughs> so Hannah and I, like having both seen having seen these films or whatever, um, we knew that Descendants was coming, and I, I, I'm the one that has the cable, or Billy has the cable, and so I have recording capabilities. And she writes to me and goes, "I think you should know that this is airing tonight. Maybe we record it and watch it before we do podcasting." And I went, "Oh no, it's already set to." record Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, who do you think I am? <laughs> Was all like, babe, that movie you want? <laughs> it's <laughs> it. I'm like, oh no, I got it. <laughs> all right, I think that's probably the that's that's, that's it for
0: cool. us through the day. Um, so thanks for uh, going on this interesting journey with us, everybody. To Auradon, to Auradon Prep. Um, uh, make sure you rate and. Like and subscribe, and all that stuff on your whatever you listen to podcasts on. Um, and follow us on the social meds. Uh, one kiss means forever, one and four are
1: numerals.
0: Yes, and you can,
1: yes, you can email us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com. And that is all spelled out one kiss means f o r e v e r.
0: And thanks to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Spotify or flintpastors.com. And thanks to the Disney Channel for our little extra musical interludes. Yes! <sighs> Thank, you. Thank
1: you. Bye. See you next time, guys. Bye. That <laughs> no, was fun. One kiss, one kiss. It all comes down to this. One kiss, one kiss.
0: Cannot be a businesswoman. She has to be an actress because there's nothing else you could do with that kind of name.
1: She could be a, a tabloid writer. <laughs> That's so dumb, but I loved it. And her column is called "Rumor Has It."